It's the Punk Rock Classrooms Podcast, Episode 26, Punk Rock Professional Development. Hey, good morning, everybody. Maybe it's the afternoon. Maybe it's evening. Maybe it's the middle of the night. You can't sleep. You're probably not commuting because about 90% of us are back working from home. Um, maybe it's your plan time. But I am Mike, principal extraordinaire out of Lansing, Illinois. And I'm Josh Buckley, a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona. And we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. Let's, <laughs> let's get our classrooms <laughs> to be like a punk show. We want to bring passion, unity, and a little DIY to whatever we do. Yeah, you don't have to have that uh, old jean jacket with the sleeves cut off and patches and, and spikes sticking all out of the shoulders. We all can be punks here at the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. That's right. Maybe you started your morning listening to NPR, sipping some tea. Yep. You can still be punk at the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. Definitely. 100%. Be- <laughs> so, Mike, today we are tackling a, a, a topic that I think is good. And I think it's timely as, as like we're trying to navigate what the world of teaching remotely is or going back like me. I'm, we're a hybrid where I have kids in my classroom and some kids remote and, and all those things going on. And as we're doing that, everybody's trying to go, okay. Well, you need professional development to learn this. You got it. You know, right. we got to get you, we got to train you so you can do all these things. So I think, you know, let's talk a little bit about professional development today, because here's one of the things I think when we think about the punk scene and we think about sort of like, there's people on the crowd, there's people on the stage, everybody in between, they're the ones who put the whole show together, right? right. You needed right. each of them to sort of be involved to make it happen. We were all part of the show. They so, all had a crucial piece. Right. And there was yeah. always an opportunity. There was always an opportunity to stop leaning against the wall, right? Being the cool guy leaning on the wall, the cool gal leaning on the wall and, and, and like the wall of the club and then getting out and doing something. You could start a band. You could start a zine. You could start a record label. You could just jump in the pit. You could find your dad's old camera and become a punk rock photographer, whatever it right. was. You, there you was something had, for you. There was something for you. Uh, you could be a part of it. And I think like professional development, when we talk about PD and what that looks like on campuses and in districts, I don't think it should be any different, right? No, not all. But the, the unfortunate thing is a lot of educators here, we have a professional development day that they get that like, oh, here we go. Here's seven hours. I'm never going to get back. And, and, and I agree with you, like, I, I think you're right. I think sort of like when we talk about special uh, professional development in schools and in districts, it shouldn't be any different than those punk shows, right? So right. what does punk rock PD look like? So here's what I want to know. We, you, you know, we, we mentioned this idea of the show is like getting involved and getting everybody involved, everybody playing a part is super important. So how do we make that happen, Mike? How do you make that happen? What, like, how do we, how do we do that? How do we bring people from leaning on the wall and being like, I don't need this professional development. How do we get so, them in? Yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's two parts to my answer. So I'm going to try to do this quickly. You know, let's first talk about when we have the presenter come in from outside, they work for an organization, the districts hired them and they're going to talk about whatever, you know, initiative, um, the, the district 
feels we need to push, whether it's close reading or, you know, um, RTI tiered interventions, whatever it is. And you get your staff and they're usually all together, the whole district's together. You know, half the people are like, this doesn't apply to me. I don't want to be here. And you get a couple of people who will get things out of it. They're normally the ones who chose to sit in the front. And then <laughs> as you kind of move towards the back of the, the, the gym or the uh, um, arena, whatever, wherever you're at, you know, sometimes you, you lose uh, some of that engagement. So when I'm in those situations, because, you know, administrators in my role, it's important. It's, it's crucial that I'm not stuck in my office somewhere, just catching up on paperwork. Like I need to be in that same meeting with them, even though I'm not necessarily sitting there teaching a group of 23 third graders myself daily, but I, I need to know that information that those staff are getting. And it's the same right now when we have like online professional development. I make sure I log in and they see me. Sometimes my, my, my camera's off, but um, I'm there getting that information. And what I like to do is most of the professional development like that, the presenter will then kind of always shift, like, oh, talk and turn with your partners. Yeah. You know, talk with your team. And I like to, to present to the staff I'm sitting with, like, well, how will that affect you? How does that look in your classroom? And kind of just pose those those kind of guiding questions to make them kind of realize, you know, think about what's being presented. Yeah. Um, now, I read a book, and I've been sharing this with my staff. I read a book by um, Rich Sear. It's like C-Y-Z-R. Um, it's called Four O'Clock Faculty. And it deals with this mentality of PD is this, this enemy. Yeah. And we all know it. Districts sometimes purchase these large PD because... It's one, it fits their budget. And two, it's, they got the taglines that look good. These are the buzzwords we're going to learn right. about. Yeah. And he said, you know, you need, when those happen, because it's inevitable, you know, and staff can get in committees and try to help guide, guide those. But whenever you go to a PD, go into it telling yourself, I want to take away three things, three positive aspects. And when I took that approach, and I've shared it with my staff, like, look, go in saying you're going to come out with three and that's it. You don't need to come. You don't need to get something every 10 minutes, three things out of this PD. And I think it's, it's helped a lot of our staff kind of shift their mindset. Now for me, when I guide, you know, faculty meetings and I like to call them professional development meetings myself, um, Josh, I got to get everybody involved. Right. No. So no how do we do that? Buddy. How do you get everybody involved? No one wants to sit down and hear me or my assistant principal read off a PowerPoint for an hour after school. Are you so, kidding me? They don't? No, no. <laughs> I mean, as, as engaging as I can be reading bullet points, you know. So some of the, some of the things I've done is, is, one, we've had every grade level assigned a month. And they would start our meetings off like, hey you know, share, share something that everyone in this room can benefit from some kind of teaching strategy, some kind of intervention, some kind of, um, you know, craft, you know, so we've had it where a fifth grade team is presenting, or, or I'll talk about my kindergarten team, because this one sticks out in my head, the kindergarten team presented last year, how to make like these, or it was first grade, these like, these counters, mm -hmm. yarn and beads, and it's like this counter, and they shared fifth grade, you know, it's not just for counting. Here's how you could use it for, you know, fractions. And they showed them first grade teachers were showing everyone. Here's how a fifth grade class can utilize yeah. it. So 
So it kind of gets them all involved. Like, look, we're right. all yeah. in this together. Um, we always start off with our positive, gracious Grizzlies. You know, we give props to somebody and we pass this uh, beanie baby Grizzly around. But then what I like to do is I like to take like that teach like a pirate mindset, you know, and we had Dave Burgess on a couple episodes ago. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But I, I always look when I'm planning for our faculty meeting, okay, what what is the the information I have to present? Like, what did my superintendent, my director of curriculum say? You've right. got to present this. And I always think, how can I do it? One, how can we get outside? How can I get people up and moving? How can I get people working with those they don't normally work with? So, you know, if a lot of times I'm passing out playing cards and like, all right, all the sixes get together. If you're the club, you're the recorder. Like I do those cheesy things that we do with our students with the staff. Um, And I try to just find fun ways to do it. So um, little shameless plug in, in, a few months here, we'll, uh, there will be a, a nice educational cookbook that comes out <laughs> that is going to include some of these great activities you can do with your staff, like speed dating or flipping flap, flapjacks and, and struggle island and things like that, where you get people involved in communicating. Yeah. And, and I found, Josh, right now with what we're facing, the best thing we can do is just find ways to have conversations with each other and problem solve because everyone is going through some type of frustration, some right. kind of nervousness. So right now with the pandemic and, you know, I've gone to a lot more of, obviously we can't do the hands. on I mean, flipping flap, flapjacks. I had staff on the backs of others, like trying to, to <laughs> maneuver this activity. We can't do that right now. Right. So just, trying to find ways like let's talk through some things and let's just have honest conversations and just you know bouncing bouncing things off of each other so that that's yeah i i I totally get that i think that that's that that key thing of getting people involved is super important right like how do we do that and and you're right like there's always going to be that the district purchased somebody to come out and that happens. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not great. Uh, I live in the desert and we had a guy come and talk to us. He was an uh, Olympic ski coach. I, we don't know anything about Olympic skiing in the middle of the desert. Like it just, I don't, it, you know, we're like, okay, cool, bud. Uh, it's 120 out today. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I would, I would say like one of those things ends up being like, what do we do with it? Right. Like right. how does it impact me? If it's not something, I, if it's not something I'm, I'm not going to be able to use it, but I'm not going to be able to apply it. If I'm not able to talk through it with someone else, the PD does me no good. Right. Well, before, right? I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. And just if there's any administrators out there who plan faculty meetings, when I plan my faculty meeting, the activities that we do together are not just meant to be engaging and have fun and not make you have to dread going to a meeting after school. They're also geared for, hey, I want my staff to think, how can I take what we've done here? How can I take this struggle island activity? How can I take a speed dating activity and use it with my students. Yeah. That's that's my goal. I want them to take it back to the classroom. So, you know, for you, Josh, as an educator um, in the classroom, union president, what kind of professional development do you want to see? Like, what what do you need? You know, because that's the thing. Like, you always hear like, oh, the teachers need professional development on this, and then it comes and it's like, 
Yeah, we, I didn't we, need really, that fresh we don't need those right now. Like, what, what, do, <laughs> I, what do educators need? What do you I, want? To kind of dive back into that idea of like, you know, getting everybody involved, it really comes down to like asking teachers, what do you need? And not saying like, well, uh, the majority of us said we needed this. So you're all sticking to it, right? I think one of the things that I've been a part of and that I've seen are these unconferences. I don't know if you've, you've heard of them before. You, you kind of ask everybody like, all right, what do we want to talk about? What do you want to learn about? Right. Who knows something about something? And then you just divide and talk and learn. Right. So, yeah. oh, this group wants to talk about engagement strategies. All right. The 10 of you go over here and we'll talk, talk about engagement strategies. Um, you know, it, it, here's one on, you know, canvas. That's what we use in our district, you know, technology. Here's one on like, you know, um, restorative practice or whatever these things are that we're trying to get people to engage with. If you let us go and like, I think the one when you're having your different grade level teams share something that works for them, that's the kind of PD that I think connects with educators. At least it's connects with me. When another educator says, Hey, I do this and it works. Right. That's right. Im- that's impactful. When it's someone not that sage on a stage who's been out of education for 20 years, right? Because this is what they're doing in retirement. Right. And, and there's like, I don't want to, I don't want to bag on that. Some people have great, they have great stuff that they share, but I think what's, what, what helps is when a teacher goes, when a teacher says like, if I can go in a room with a bunch of other teachers and let's say we all want to talk about, um, you know, ed tech tools. And if we tell everybody, okay, we're doing ed tech, we want to do an ed tech talk, bring an ed tech tool that you use, that you love and a way that you use it in your classroom. Then we all get into a room and we can all see these different ways that people use this stuff. We we did that recently last year before pandemic hit. We have our uh, early release Wednesdays where we get out earlier than, than normal. Right. And they give us like, we get like, it ends up being, like three hours of professional development we get to do, right? So with those three hours, we did this piece where like, okay, everybody bring your, you know, like this is the part of it, share something you do with tech. And so I got to see, you know, like teachers using uh, Google Slides for um, doing one pagers, right? Another teacher showing me how they they used uh, this tool to do um, graphic, not graphic organizers, but like uh, a, um, why can't I think of what it's called? Um, an infographic, right? Like here's how you do an infographic. Here's a great web. Here's a great tool that I have my kids use. It's really easy. They can make an infographic on this. And here's an example of it. Those are the things where like, I can walk away from that. And there might be some stuff where I go like, I'm, I'm not going to use that, but I'm going to walk away from there with something that I can directly use the next day, the next right. week in my classroom. That's the kind of PD that that's beneficial to me. Well, that's, and that's what we need. I mean, that's the thing, like I, we've all been to the PD where the, the presenter's like, okay, well, before you can do it, you have to have this in place and this in place and this. And at that point, it's like, look, do you understand what it's like being in the classroom in 2020? Like, no, like we, we need to go right now. Like right. I, I got it. So it's one of the things. And, and I've done that. Um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to team up with uh, uh, the teach better administrator mastermind on Tuesday mornings and that's one of the things Dave Schmidow, who's the moderator, you know, after everyone's there, it's, it's on a Zoom. And if, if you're an administrator, um, an aspiring administrator, I highly recommend you check it out. It's, it's one of the, the things I look forward to besides talking with you, Josh, I really, that I look forward to every week. I mean, it's really, I've gained so much in just the, the couple sessions I've been able to attend. But 
he he sends us off into breakout rooms, you know, six, seven people in a breakout room. And there's no script. There's no topic. It's okay. We, we get in there and I, we see the six, like, all right, who's got something going on. And someone will jump in with, you know, I've jumped in with problems and we just talk through it. Sometimes within the 20 minutes, we get one topic solved. Sometimes we'll get three. And I went back because we had a faculty meeting uh, last month. And I was like, you know what? All of a sudden, the numbers were, were starting to hit. People weren't comfortable coming together. So I said, we're going to do the faculty meeting via Zoom. Like, we can't get together in the gym. Right. And, and my AP and I were, like, scrambling last minute. Like, what can we do? And I said, look, we're going to do our normal introductions, pass out the gracious Grizzlies. We're going to do breakout rooms. And I explained it. You guys talk about whatever you're facing. It was completely random. So you had anywhere from a kindergarten to fifth grade to a specialist, a parapro in a room. And, um, you know, afterwards we all come back and we kind of, Hey, give us a brief 30 second rundown of what you discussed in your room. And, you know, the, the range of topics, it's awesome. You you got people talking about engagement. You got people talking about technology issues that they're facing. They have nothing to do with the students. So it's, uh, I think, especially right now, I mean, educators always need those opportunities. But especially right now with the state of the world and education, we need that. And I feel like I've been saying this a lot, but I hope that this is one of the things that we don't lose when things go, quote unquote, back to normal. Like, I hope we realize let's keep these conversations open. Right. I I think you're right. I think that's the piece is one. Like I said, I want to be able to walk away with something useful. And the other part of it is I want to be a part. I want to be a part of it. Right. And that comes down to like inviting your teachers who like, we've talked about this before. You have experts all across your campus. Everywhere. You don't necessarily need the tech guy from district. You probably have someone in your campus who, who has a really good grasp of that tech stuff. Give them the reins, let them share what they know. Let them share that out. You know, if you've got a person who wants to talk about, you know, how they're doing engagement when kids have to, I mean, like we're in classrooms with kids and kids have to be, you know, three to six feet apart from each other. We can't, you can't like share paper. You can't like lean into your neighbor and do that. So how are we getting them to engage? Like someone has found a way to do it or they read a book or they saw a blog or they saw something that helped them figure that out. So why don't we give them the opportunity to share that out? I think the, the other thing is that comes down to like, like I said, asking educators what they need and then don't just go like, don't, like I said, don't do the part where like, well, most of you said this, okay, if these are the topics, here's a room for you folks to talk about this. Here's a room for folks to talk about this and, and, you know, hash it out and learn about it and, 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 and share what's going on. Those are the things I think that are really, that are really going to be key to it. And what it's going to help you do, it's going to help you find those leaders on your campus. And you're going to lift those people up, right? You're going to pass the mic to them and let them like get on stage and belt out a few bars. And they're going to feel, (laughs) they're going to feel like an empowered educator. Definitely. You know, because right now we all feel like we're struggling, right? But if you could just for a moment, if you can just for a moment feel like, oh, hell, I helped someone out, right? Right. Like I helped them figure out this thing that. I didn't know that anybody, you know, I didn't know anybody else didn't know that or didn't know this thing. Like we're giving them the opportunity to do that. And I think that's really important when we're talking about professional development. And and here's the thing. It has to be something that's actually going. So you you see districts call it professional learning, right? Professional learning and professional development. It should be something that I'm going to be able to walk away having learned something that I use. And like you said, 
uh, you use immediately. Like if you were to walk back in your classroom, you should be able to use it that afternoon or with the minimal planning the next day. Right. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like getting everybody involved. I've seen in some of these conversations that we've had as a staff, you get that staff member who has never spoken up. You know, it's almost like, like those, you know, those movies that have the character who never says a word. <laughs> right. And then like at the, at the climax of the movie or at the resolution at the end, they finally say something. And it's like the most profound, like <laughs> it ties yeah. it all together. Like I've, we've had those moments at, at our professional development meetings where that staff member who all of a sudden just, you know, from the back of the, of the library starts to speak and everyone's like, what? And then like, it's, you know, no one's, there's no side conversations or anything. And everyone takes it in and they're like, oh yeah, it's, it's, you know, and that's, that's where we want our schools to go, especially with our staff. Like we need to have it, it all, Josh, it all comes back to relationships because if you've got that relationship and that open like collaboration, like let's help each other out. Um, I mean, you're just going to be that much more, you know, unstoppable. And I agree. That's that thing, you know, like if you were, we were all professionals and if you give us the space to problem solve and work together and have some conversations, we're going to be able to tackle a bunch of big things. Now you, you, you might need some guidance. You might need some direction. You might need some, like, here's kind of where I want to guide this. But in reality, like if you put a bunch of us in a room and ask us to talk about how do we, you know, how do we solve ditching, right? How do we solve uh, a lack of engagement? How do we solve, you know, whatever this is, if you put those educators in the room, that's professional development, right? They're right. learning. They're like, I, you know, I say like, I, you know, I, I've got kids, I'm struggling getting them to, to, you know, my remote kids, I'm struggling to get them to, to be a participant when we're in the lesson. What am I doing? Right. Cause right. there's another teacher next door who has, you know, kids virtual and kids in person at the same time. And they're, they're getting those and kids they're engaged. Killing it. They're killing it. I won't know what they're doing if you don't give us the opportunity right. to talk. And that really comes down to like letting people showcase what they're good at, right? Whether, like we said, that punk show at the beginning of this conversation, right? Did you become the photographer? Did you start the zine? Did you start interviewing bands? Did you start a band? Did you, you like- You got a piece, you got a role to play. There's, well, everybody has that role and we gotta yeah. let them do it. You gotta let them do it. And the thing is, you know, from an administrator standpoint, it all comes back to kind of like that passing the mic and having to gain vocals. Cause I know there's administrators that would think if I just let my staff go into a virtual room by themselves, it's the, you know, they're going to start, you know, gossiping or complaining. So, you know, with zoom and I mean, any format, any program you use, you know, what myself and my assistant principal did is we, you know, we had the ability to jump from breakout room to breakout room Josh, there, we had like eight breakout rooms because we have a staff of like almost 60. Every room I went into, a conversation, a meaningful like problem-solving conversation was taking place. And this was after school hours at, at a faculty meeting. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like with the kids, like you've got to trust that you can just turn the mic over to them and it's, they're going to produce and they're going to, they're going to come up, meet the expectations. Like if you've set, if you've got that relationship and you've set that expectation with them. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right. That that comes up to that piece of it is like we have to let go of some control, right? Like right, you might right. be the administrator, you might be the leader, and we take I know administrators take that role of being the educational leader on campus very important, right? Yes. Some of them take it take it to heart, and they go like, I'm the only one who could <laughs> who could convey this information. I right, know this. Right. I read this book. No one else on my staff has read it. I'm a genius, right? And and, and like, I think. In the classroom, we ask teachers to step away from that role. I think we have to ask administrators to step back from that role too. Yes, and, 100%. And, rec- and recognize that great things can happen when you let people get involved. So yes, you and right. I could run with this forever, I am sure. But let's 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 wrap up the thing. I I, I think yeah I think you're right. It comes down to giving teachers the the power to choose what they want, give them the ability to have that voice, and really finding something that's going to pull them off the wall. That's going to get them off the wall and get them involved. And there's probably some teachers right now who are like, I don't want a playing card. I don't want to do that. But if you build that culture of like, this is what it's like, it no longer feels, we talked about it in a previous episode, the idea of being authentic, right? Like that's the way you run your staff meetings. But like, if you're the principal who's never done that before and you're kind of a hard ass and you kind of like, or this, this sort of like, nope, this is what it looks like. And then you come in you're like, Hey guys, we're going to hand that. Like (laughs) you're not, it's not authentic, but if you You, can build that into what you're doing. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, you have to do it the way I do it. I mean, I've got a very kind of like, yeah, I'm not saying not everyone's fun, but I, I like to have fun. I don't like to sit still, I like to joke around and, and, but still like very focused and serious about the tasks right. that we need to get done. And, you know, and, and my staff is, is luckily, you know, they've accepted that and, and, you know, they, they they're good with it, but, uh, <laughs> So, so our next episode that we've got coming up is going to be a punk rock reflection. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at punk classrooms. You can follow Mike on Twitter at Mike R. Earnshaw, and you can follow me on Twitter at Josh R. Buckley. We just happen to have the same middle name. Yeah. Like it's, and- it's, a, it's a mitzvah. Uh, and you can, you can find us all on Instagram, all at the same things as well. So punk classrooms, Mike R. Earnshaw and Josh R. Buckley also on the Instagrams to find us there. We've got our wonderful website, punkrockclassrooms.com, where we've got all of our podcasts. We've got blogs that go up. Um, you can get some Punk Rock uh, Classrooms gear, get some Christmas presents, some holiday presents uh, for, for your family and loved ones. Be sure to follow the hashtag, though, hashtag Punk Rock Classrooms, because that's attached to everything we do. Um, and Josh, before we go, what have you been listening to? All right, man. Two albums dominated my weekend. Uh, that was the new uh, the new EP by Curse the Knife called Thank You for Being Here Part One. Our, our pal from New Morality Zine, uh, Nick Acosta, his label put it out. It is a emo shoegazy masterpiece. It is fantastic. Yeah. Totally dug it. The other one I've been listening to all weekend uh, was Somerset Thrower. Their new album came out. Uh, I cannot the name of it off the top of my head but those are the two that have like just been my jam all weekend long uh just going back and forth and listening to those so go check out the new somerset thrower album go check out uh curse the knife oh it's good stuff (laughs) so what have you been listening to man well so since you mentioned your pick of the week um i'm I'm not i don't feel bad mentioning mine yeah i I don't know how i didn't get in this band earlier but uh i came across uh bomb pops uh you know uh led co-female uh vocalists on there and uh it's i just can't stop listening to it's got like that old like 
early fat, like no use for a name. Yeah, or a little like, like lookout. It's a little lookout yes. pop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I am totally digging it. Um, but other than that, honestly, like we've been working from home. I have not left my house besides to take the garbage out in four days. Um, and my daughter just wants 2020 to get done. So she's been list she's she's busted out the Christmas decorations. We usually wait till the day after Thanksgiving, but we we started early to have something to do and She's been playing Christmas music, so we've had Christmas music playing. I'm, I'm going to have to convince <laughs> her to do the Bad Religion Christmas album. You got soon, that's though. that's the only Christmas album I so love. Good. Is the Bad Religion, one. so good. Um, so you know what? Go ahead if you want to. If you don't, if you're not subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcast, go ahead and do that. Give us that good, that good, good review. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Follow the podcast. Uh, share it with your neighbors. Share it with your friends. Hey, next time you've got professional development, lean over to your neighbor and go like, "This would be better if they listened to the punks and share uh, punk rock classrooms <laughs> with them." Uh, but uh, folks, thanks so much for for tuning in, and we'll see you at the at show. The show.